Hey everyone, if you are interested in learning more about graphic and web design, please stay tuned to this episode. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. If you are new here, we are doing our career chat. So we're interviewing with people in different careers so you can have a better understanding of what their day-to-day looks like and how to break into this job career and see if it's a proper fit for you. So today we have Rhea and she will give you her title and give her, you your, her whole acad- academic spiel. Can't talk today. She'll give us her whole background and spiel of web design and graphic and web design. So without further ado, Bria, I will have you take us away. Just give us a brief introduction of yourself, your title, um, and what you currently do now. Okay, so my name is Bria. I am 24 years old. I am an INFJ personality type. I go by she, her pronouns. Um, My title is graphic and web designer. And... Currently, I don't have a nine to five because I just got laid off. So right now I'm in search for another graphic and web design opportunity. Oh, we're sorry to hear about that. But thank you for being transparent about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm interrupting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just. You know, because I figured like maybe one of the questions that you would ask me is like, oh, talk about your current job. And it's like, oh, well, I don't have a current job, so (laughs) I can't. And Mm -hmm. the job, actually, the job that I had that I just got laid off from, um, I actually, um, it required Mm. like a secret clearance. And like, I had to sign an NDA. So like, if I wouldn't have been able to talk about it anyway, Mm. now that I think about it. So I can talk about the job that I had before that, though, and like other past jobs. Yeah, yeah. And how about we, you know, we just begin with your educational background in your degree, because I remember when I spoke with you before, you talked a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are. So I know there's a lot of people that are interested in web design and graphic design. And then honestly, we can flow later on into that discussion of what your kind of job search looks like, uh, because that's a realistic point to discuss, because there are definitely going to people at some time in their career that are looking for a job. So whether it be when you're making a resume, what does that look like? Do you have to have a portfolio? So we can dive into that later. I think that will still be helpful for us. But to begin, what I found really interesting about our conversation prior to was that you've always been interested in graphic and web design and you went to a particular high school that helped you with these skills. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Uh, So in middle school, I started my creative journey with drawing and coloring and painting and I really discovered that I liked art so then when I got to eighth grade uh there is a technical school in in my area that uh representatives came to my middle school and they advertised these 17 different programs and it ranged from like engineering to health occupations, <laughs> biotechnology, cosmetology and the only quote unquote creative 
one that they had was graphic design and i was like oh well i'll get to make art somehow in this mm -hmm. so i'm gonna apply <laughs> to get into this and i was really nervous because you know i'm in eighth grade imagine what your self-esteem was like in the eighth grade <laughs> Not that great. So, um, but when I got the letter in the mail that I got in, I was like so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to this fancy school. I'm going to be in this fancy program. I'm probably going to get into a great college because of it. I was like really excited. Mm -hmm. So the program, I thought that it would start your freshman year, but it actually didn't start until your sophomore year because they wanted your freshman year to just be more focused on you adjusting to high school which I thought was nice now looking back. So then sophomore mm -hmm. year, we, you know how some schools, they have like a seven or eight day period where, you know, it's your first period, second period, like you have all your classes in one day. Well, my school wasn't like that. We had a block schedule and <clears throat> we called it A days and B days. So each day we had four classes. So sophomore year, the graphic design class only took up one block and then junior year it took up two blocks and then senior year it took up three blocks. So as you progressed on, you got to spend more and more time in the class because you were spending less time in gen eds. So the first year it was really focused on making like easy stuff like agenda book covers, school play posters and stuff like that. And then when you got into your junior and senior year, you got to make more advanced stuff. We made a multi-paged menu for a restaurant that was local to us. Book covers, we did all kinds of things. Like we, we were learning Photoshop. They had given us these instructional books, which is probably archaic now because like, who's going by tutorials with books? <laughs> they probably show YouTube videos now, but... Um, they gave us one for Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign for the Adobe program. So Adobe, the Adobe Creative Cloud, it has tons of apps. Like there are probably apps that I will never touch. There's just so many apps, but we only stuck with those three in the graphic design class. And then for one of our electives, we got to take two web design classes, and in that, we used Adobe Dreamweaver. So I got introduced to four of the programs, and then when uh, we graduated, we took a skills assessment, and we got our certificate in graphic design that we could use in life. So technically, one of the pathways that you can go is just get your certificate in the design field and then try to go get a job that way. I chose to take a higher education, so I went to college and majored in graphic design, took some additional web design classes, learned Dreamweaver even more. And then I got to work in Adobe Premiere. So that one is for video editing. And then I also got to touch uh, After Effects, which is motion graphics. <laughs> uh, so I got to add those two under my tool belt. But I haven't used those programs since college. So if you asked me to open it up and try to use it now, I'd be like, um... <laughs> I don't know, but 
that's the thing about graphic design is there are so many different routes that you can take. So you could be like more in the print industry where you're mostly doing like brochures and flyers and signs and stuff of that nature. You could go into the digital sphere where you're doing like mm -hmm. email campaigns, social media graphics, web design. You can go the illustration route. Like there's just so many different routes that you can go. And that was one of the things that appealed to me about graphic design is it wasn't just one clear cut path. You had options. So then when it was time for me to uh, go through college, in addition to those web design classes and the video editing classes, we also had the graphic design classes that were structured where uh, the one that you took first, we mainly did like poster design and illustration. And then the next one that you took, you focused on typography. And then the next one that you took, we focused on package design. The last one that we took, uh, it was trying to stimulate an agency environment. So we would have clients that were local to the school. And we got to, you know, in a sense, be like junior graphic designers. And then I graduated and I took a little break from education. And then most recently, I wanted to get into another area of design called user experience design and user interface design, where basically your designs are all centered around the end user. So the user experience design part is, you know, you're doing surveys, you're observing, you're doing user interviews to get to the pain points of the user. And then from that, you create like user personas and then you ideate, you come up with as many ideas as you possibly can. There are no dumb ideas. And then you refine them. Then you come up with some, what they're called low fidelity prototypes, where it's basically like rough ideas. Like it could be like a rough sketch or just like a quick mock-up um, on your computer. And then from that, you turn it into a high fidelity mock-up where it's more like clean and professional. And then you go and test it with your users. So one example might be if I built a website, we might uh, test them on navigating the site, like go and find this page. And we like test how long it took them, if they had any issues and that kind of thing. And then you go back and refine the design and you keep going through the cycle where you keep refining, keep testing, keep refining, keep testing. So this sounded very interesting to me. So I was like, but I don't want to go back to college because uh, I already have enough student loans. So I was looking up other solutions and I saw that they had boot camps. The one that I originally wanted to get into, it was through Springboard. 
it's like one of the best ones, but I couldn't afford it. I took some intro classes through Coursera. It was like a free course. And then I saw that Google had a certificate program. I didn't like that one because it didn't have any mentors. You didn't have any academic advising. Your assignments were peer reviewed. So they weren't reviewed by a professional at all. Like it was all just peer reviewed. And I'm like, well, everybody can just pass each other and not like grade it honestly. So I was like, I'm going to stop doing this. And then through networking, I actually met somebody who worked for Springboard and was like, oh, we're actually coming up with a scholarship. We're partnering with Blacks in Technology and it's going to be nearly a full ride. And she told me to apply to it, and I did, and then I got it. So now I'm currently in the Springboard Boot Camp, and that's my educational background so far. Girl, that was the whole episode right there. That's amazing. Um, that that's I'm really I'm like really impressed because you learned all of this. You like you basically had a whole portfolio already in high school. I know. Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think that will be really helpful because I, I think a lot of us or anyone listening have seen like graphic design, web design, you like things that you mentioned are so like buzzword mm-hmm. right now. But I couldn't ima- I didn't imagine. I know there's programs for high schools, but I didn't imagine that you'd be learning like a whole portfolio of things that early because you mentioned like kind of starting in middle school with this. That's really amazing. I'm really impressed, Bria. So thank you so much for sharing. I think that would be really helpful to people listening that, you know, want to get into graphic and web design, like at any point that they're in. Because you also mentioned boot camps for people that maybe want to pivot into the UX UI, which is another popular space as well. Um, that was a whole interview. No, it wasn't. But we have more questions, of course. But thank you so much. Um, I was going to ask though, like, so how, how important or how vital do you think that experience you had in high school was going into college? Cause I know some colleges like graphic arts or graphic design is like a program you have to apply into. Did you have to like apply to the major or was it like you just kind of started it, but how vital was that experience from high school when you were going into college? I wouldn't have majored in graphic design if it wasn't for this program. Mm-hmm. I, I could have, I was mainly uh, into drawing and illustration. So maybe I would have majored in illustration or drawing or like another type of fine art. But because I went through this program and discovered, oh, I like making things digital, not just, not just with uh, traditional materials. I then wanted to get into this program. So I originally wanted to go to SCAD which stands for Savannah College of Art and Design. It's like one of the most popular My friend design went there. schools. But, uh, yeah, Emily went oh, there. Really? Remember Kiki? My friend who did film school, she went to SCAD. Yeah. She loved it. Cool. Yeah, but see, I didn't have SCAD money, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. I also didn't. I also didn't have SCAD ACT scores because I'm like, really bad at standardized tests. I'm 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 great at regular tests, but when it came to standardized tests, the way that it was structured like I now know that it was because I have ADHD. But 
back then before I was diagnosed, I was like, why is standardized tests like so hard for me? Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't, when I was taking AP classes in high school, they would make us take like the practice AP exam. And I was like nowhere near passing those. So then I didn't take any of the AP exams. So I didn't get any college credit from it. And I was like upset. I was like, man, I could have gotten ahead if I just wasn't so bad at standardized testing. So, yeah. No, but I, I think what you just mentioned too, just I want to comment on what you said. I think you're, mm-hmm. it's great that you're very aware of what, um, what works best for you and where, where to go. Because we always tell students, make sure you, you understand yourself. Because some students, maybe it would be best for them to go to a college where they can get more hands-on training because they're a hands-on person and that's what grabs their attention and that's what they do well in. I know for me as well, when I was in school, I was the worst at tests. I could write a paper, but when it came to tests, I was a bad scorer as well. But if I would have, before I did my college search, I could have did a deeper look into different schools that they didn't do as many testing in that format. But I like how you know yourself. You're trying to get, try to match what works best for you and you also mentioned you tried to go for the Google cert, but you said you did your research, which we love. You looked at the courses and you said it's peer review. I know that I'm not going to get as much benefit from that versus if I had a mentor or you understood what was a better match for you. So I really like that, you know, where to look, you do your research, just don't rush in like a lot of people do. And sometimes, you know, rushing in could cause you to get into debt. So I just want to applaud you for doing all that work behind yeah, that. Thank you. I, I probably would have wasted a lot of time and money in college trying to figure out what I really wanted to do if it wasn't for me being in that program in high school. Because uh, they don't really talk about the types of jobs that you can get in the other fine arts. Like basically a lot of them just become artists. Or they become teachers. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I know I don't want to be a teacher because I'm not dealing with these kids. I didn't even like dealing with them when I was their age. So dealing with them after the fact, I'm like, no. Kudos to, I don't know if you've interviewed a teacher yet, but kudos to all the teachers because I could never. Yeah, you need an extra extra spoon of patience if you're a teacher out there, especially nowadays. Yeah. So can you, can you kind of talk to us about different, I know I have some, but I want to get from your opinion, what are some things that you can do with a graphic design and web design? Like you you touched on a couple, but what are some careers that people could shift in or what you're even could be looking into for yourself right now that you're looking for another job? Okay. So I definitely could talk about the job search. All of the people who are recent graduates right now, I feel your pain in finding a job because it is very tough out here in the job market right now. Like a lot of places are having hiring freezes or they say that it's an entry level job, but then they're like, we want at least three years of experience and internships don't count. And it's just like, I really wish that the job market wasn't like that. Now there are some design jobs that will say in the description that uh, a bachelor degree is preferred but not required. I've been I've been seeing that lately. I've also seen in the UX and UI realm. I've seen where they said that boot camps count. So we're making some pro- 
progress in that domain. So I'm happy to see that. But a common thing that you will see in graphic design when you're first starting out is being aware of many hats. So they're going to want you, it'll be like, okay, let's say these are the job requirements. Bachelor's degree in graphic design or a similar field. Knowledge of the Adobe programs is pretty standard. Like, I haven't seen a single job description that doesn't mention the Adobe Creative Cloud. So that's a given. Now, you mean you can't you can't get a job with just Canva? (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. If only it was that simple. Um number of Adobe programs will differ. So let's say that you are in a more generalist role of graphic design. They're going to be like, okay, you need to know the core three is what they call it. So that is Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop, and Adobe InDesign. And then Mm -hmm. if you're trying to be uh, one of the career fields that you could go into is being a multimedia designer. So in that case, they're going to ask for Adobe Premiere, uh, Adobe After Effects, sometimes Adobe Flash. So you get more into the video production side of graphic design. They might ask you to know how to make GIFs in in Photoshop. Uh, If you go more into the marketing side of graphic design, I've actually seen in job descriptions where... Uh, they also want you to know Canva. So it's funny that you bring that up um, because I personally view Canva as program to use if you are not a designer because... Exactly. That's me all day. Yeah. They give you all sorts of templates and stuff. And it seems like, oh, why should I even hire a designer? Because I just have all these templates and look Mm -hmm. at all this stuff I can do. But I'm like, but have you ever used an Adobe program? Mm -hmm. Like you, if you think Canva has it all, Adobe, there's a reason that they're like the giant in the design world. So... I, they're definitely going to want you to have that. And then for web design, when I was first starting out, it was mainly WordPress that they were asking mm-hmm. you to use. But nowadays I've seen Webflow. I've seen Drupal. I've seen Squarespace. I've seen Wix. What else? Yep. I've seen Shopify. If you're in the e-commerce space. Um, so there's, there's a lot of competition now with, with the no code web solutions, Mm -hmm. but if they want you to, they might just want you to be a front end developer. So that's one route you can go where you don't need to necessarily know code. You just need to know how to do like the basic designs and stuff. But if you are a back-end developer in the web design world, then you're going to need to know HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Bootstrap, jQuery, all those languages. And I only know HTML and CSS. As soon as I got to JavaScript, I was like, this is too advanced for me. (laughs) 
So I'm definitely more of a front end web designer and that's okay because there are job postings for that. So if you're trying to get into the field of web design, just know that you have options there too. Hmm. You can just know your drag and drop page builders and that's it. But if you want to get into the more advanced stuff, you're going to have to know all those other coding languages. And a lot of people, they will major in like computer science Mm -hmm. if they go the degree route. And then if they choose to not go the degree route, there are boot camps for that. There are programs. Like I remember I was using Code Academy when I was out of school to brush up on my skills. Uh, so that's an option too. I would say that my one of my pieces of advice to people who are trying to get into either the graphic design, web design, or UX, UI design field is you don't necessarily have to go the traditional route like you do like if you're trying to be a lawyer or a doctor, for example. There's not many options for that. Like You have to go to school right. and, and get a degree and stuff, but... For design, there's just so many options now. So I would say do your research and figure out, first of all, what type of discipline you want, whether you want to be like, you want to work for an ad agency one day, or maybe you want to be a game designer, or you want to be in the multimedia world, you know, I would say figure out what your discipline is and then figure out what type of learner you are because that will let you know what educational route you should go. So I discovered that I am a visual learner, no surprise. And I also learn by doing so If you give me a little direction and then let me try something and then we check back in and then I can try something else, like I learn well that way. So, yeah, that's why when I was uh, in traditional schooling, you know, in uh, college, you know, that's kind of how they structured the class. Like they would give you this lecture and then it's like, here's the homework assignment And then they check it and then you make improvements and then they check it again. So I, the traditional route was for me because of that style of learning. But, and that's also why I went with Springboard's bootcamp for UX and UI design, because you have a mentor that you meet with weekly where you can go over your assignments with and they can give you feedback. And you also have a student advisor that can help you curate your study habits. So I need that kind of support and accountability and the Google certificate just didn't have that. So I, the Google certificate may work for other people, but it it just wasn't for me, you know? That was great. I think that was perfect. Yeah. I think too, you, you answered Kemi's question. I think you answered the other questions too, like what a, what a day-to-day could look like. Cause, because the field is so vast, you, you, may, you mentioned different mm-hmm. skill sets that you need and that upskilling is something that you want to do. Like you mentioned, you know, you kind of 
used that code academy to like brush up on your skills but yeah you i mean you're you're giving really great information because i think this is a really broad field so it's probably it's probably harder to like narrow down on one thing but this is good because yeah right. people need to know and i'm sure they want to know like what all is out there and you're doing um you're very thorough like i'm i'm like really impressed you're like really thorough which shows that you are you're an expert in your field so yeah, you are. So put that on yeah. your LinkedIn. Put this podcast on your LinkedIn. I was gonna say, I was gonna tell you to do that because um, you're showing all your all your knowledge, sure. no doubt. Um, so can you talk about and you can include like your current job search or how the how the market currently is or the industry currently is from what you just experienced? But can you talk about like what your highlights of graphic design, web design are, and what are some of the challenges? that you've experienced or that you see in the field? So for highlights, one of the most rewarding things about being a designer is seeing your work out in the real world. So like, let's say that I just, I can, I can reference something in my portfolio. So one of the things in my portfolio is I designed these labels for these gummies for uh, a pharmaceutical company that I was working for um, prior to the job that I just got laid off from. I got to see those labels on shelf, like in the store, like in Target and Walmart and CVS and stuff like that. And I was like, I made that, guys. I love that. Yeah. So just seeing your work and like seeing people's reactions to it is, is definitely one of the best parts about being a designer. And then another good part about being a designer is you get to exercise like both sides of your brain. So like, obviously you're exercising your creative side uh, with your, uh, simply building out the designs, but the thought process and logistics that go behind the design, it exercises the other part of your brain. So I think where it's not so much that in the other fine arts, like if I was a, a painter, for example, uh, I don't think as much logistics goes into that than with graphic and web design because there's like all of these different trends that you have to pay attention to like with web design uh one of the trends now is a white space so you might see on a website that there are huge sections that just have a lot of empty space that is a trend because it allows things to breathe and it makes things more readable if there's a little more space in between things. So having rules like that and having structure like that combined with you actually creating the website or the design, it allows you to uh, exercise both sides of your brain. So I really like that. And then, let's see, any more highlights? It's a, it's a, it's a fun job. If, if you choose the right uh, field, like you did your research beforehand, like I was saying earlier, and you really discovered your discipline, the work is fun. It's not like, I don't know, 
there, I have a relative who is an accountant. And when it's around tax season, she just, like, wants to drop off of a cliff. So, like, I, the only time that I have felt like I wanted to jump off of a cliff is uh, when I was working at that pharmaceutical company and the rise of COVID came around. And they were like, oh, we need to build all of these immunity products. There was one pay period where I worked almost 200 hours. Wow. Trying, trying to get those labels done. And it wasn't just the labels because you would think, oh, they are assigning you 24 labels. Like all you have to do is just design the labels. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because they come with email campaigns. They come with social media graphics and it's not just in store. So I have to do the Amazon listing. I have to do the Walmart listing, the target listing, like all of those, uh, where it's not just an image of the bottle. It's, you need the supplementary images that talk about the features and the benefits and, you know, it makes it look like a branded, uh, right. It all flows together. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I have to update the listing on the website. And with that comes more imagery because it's not just you listing the product and that's it. You know, you have to talk about the brand story and, all of that and it's just i've never been more stressed in my whole life than that time but that was an anomaly most of the time like being a designer as far as weighing on stressful jobs it tends to be not as stressful unless you have situations like that (laughs) So that's another highlight. Now, challenges. Um, I would say one of the biggest challenges is when you have, you know how there's writer's block? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's also a creative block. Mm -hmm. Like there, Mm -hmm. there are times where it's like, I need to come up with new designs for this product that I've been designing for, for, a year and a half now when it's like, uh, how many more designs can I come up with? It's like, I don't know what to do. Cause like, it's not just coming up with a new design. It needs to match the brand. So it's like, okay, I've come up with all of these templates, but how many more templates can I come up with? And sometimes just looking at other well let's say i'm building a website sometimes just looking at other websites doesn't do the trick so one of the things that i do to combat that challenge is i will just go outside in public and maybe i'll just like i don't know go to target and just walk around target and there might be something in the book section that has an interesting layout and it's like huh what if i tried this on a website So looking for other modes of inspiration that you wouldn't normally think, I think is a good way to combat a designer's block. Um, And then another challenge is deadlines. So a lot of the times, no matter what design discipline you choose, there are very tight deadlines, Uh, especially 
For example, if you are in the social media realm, it's like you have to stay up with the trends. If if you do it too late, then you're not going to get the impressions. You're not going to get the conversions. And it's just not going to be a good situation. So it's like you have to stay on top of these things. So a lot of the times you have to build out an editorial calendar like at least a month out. So coming up with designs that are not only that are enticing so that it gets people to click on whatever you want them to click on, but making sure that it is on trend can be, can be challenging. And then with web design, a lot of the times you would think, oh, maybe they would give you like a year to build this website. No, 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 no. They're like, we need a new website in like two months. And, and you think, you think in theory that it would be easy with these no code solutions, but no, you need to, depending on how many pages you have to the website, there's that. And then there's, you have to make sure it looks good on desktop, tablet, and mobile. Mm -hmm. Especially mobile, because if you look at the mm-hmm. statistics, most people are looking at websites on their phones. Yep, and not on the website. Yep, had a headache with Wix with that. <laughs> oh my god, don't yep. even... We could literally... I'm not kidding. Wix? We could, think. We could literally have a whole episode about how much I hate Wix. Yeah. It's not user friendly at all, and I'm the user friend. I'm supposed to be the first time user. It's the worst, but yeah, it's Wix is something else. You should yeah hire someone for Wix people out there. Hire Brie. <laughs> yeah, because okay, I'll just have like a short rant about Wix, and then we can get back to. I I just need people who are getting into web design to know why Wix sucks. Okay, number one, you can only edit it on the desktop and the mobile version they don't give you a tablet version they don't give you a large desktop version it's just like the standard Mm -hmm. desktop and the standard mobile so it's like i can't predict what the site is going to look like in between these sizes Mm -hmm. like i've built sites in wix that used to be in my portfolio but then when i went and checked in on them after i haven't looked at them in a while like stuff was like shifted in the wrong place and i was like i can't show this in my portfolio how do i fix this <laughs> and it's just like they they make it sound like it's so easy because it's like oh it's just a drag and drop but no nope. it's <laughs> it's just not. not it it's not it Zero out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> Do not use Wix. Like literally, I would rather you use Squarespace. And I don't even like Squarespace that much either. But if I had to choose between Squarespace and Wix, like Wix is the bottom of the barrel. If you ask me what I recommend, I would recommend WordPress. I would recommend Webflow. And I would recommend Drupal. If I had to recommend three. So Drupal is good if you are really into the advanced coding. And then Webflow is good for if you know light coding. And then WordPress is a good no-code solution builder. So, and 
they actually most sites are use WordPress. And there's a reason for that because it's much more user friendly. Like, oh my God, the fact that you're not a designer and you think Wix sucks, how do you think I yeah. feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show it's right. definitely not easy at all. At all. But Brie, we just want to thank you so much for coming on mm -hmm. this podcast. You've been very insightful about like your journey into, you sound like you have one heck of a killer portfolio. Even this podcast can attest to what right. you've done. And then even your, what you can produce in a short amount of time, which we're talking about with that pharmaceuticals company, ability to understand a little bit of back end, but mostly front end and just understanding the concepts of someone has something for me to create. I know I need to make it look marketable on target, what they want to do sellable. So you're, in essence, you you really have to sold yourself in this podcast of what you're capable of doing and how you can do it so well. I mean, you've told us so much about how you're good at branding and and matching, and I I think you'll have no problem finding another job. And honestly, I wish you the luck because aren't you also trying to start um your own your own business as well, like doing like freelance work as well? Yeah, so I do I do freelancing on the side. Uh, my business is called Logical Creator. And I named it that because remember earlier I was talking about exercising both sides of your brain. Mm -hmm. So that's how mm -hmm. I came up with the name. And I was like shocked that that name wasn't taken <laughs> already. I was like, really? Nobody else has thought of right. this? But um, when I first, here's some, some good business talk. When I first started, I was just taking any old client because I was like, I have bills to pay. But as I went on, I found that that wasn't fulfilling for me because I couldn't separate my nine to five from my freelancing because I was doing the same type of work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't, I feel like I'm doing my nine to five 24 seven and this is not fun. So I went back to the drawing board and decided who do I want my clientele to be? And Something that's really important to me is that I belong to a lot of marginalized communities. Like I'm black, I'm a woman, I'm a part of the LGBTQ community, I'm a part of the disabled community. So I really was like, I want to cater to the communities that I belong to and help them advance their brands. So now that I have shifted my focus to that, I'm doing much more fulfilling work. So I know that a common pathway to being a designer is freelancing on the side or turning your freelancing into your main hustle. But I suggest to people to find out what gives them that spark inside. So for example, I really like branding and I really like web design. So if I could choose to only do like one kind of project, it would be like doing the complete branding for and building a website. But that isn't the only thing that I will do, but that's the thing that I like most. So definitely if you are trying to get into freelancing, I would definitely try to figure out who you want your clientele to be so that you can separate it from your nine to five. And even if you 
immediately want to go into freelancing. That's a route that some people take. If you immediately want to go into freelancing, I still suggest trying to figure out what type of projects you really want to do. Because if you're just spending your life, let's say that you're a person and you really hate presentation design. If that's all the clientele that you're taking, you're just going to hate your life. And I don't want that for you, sis. Like, I, I want you to like your job. So please figure out what it is that entices you and go towards clientele that will give you that. That's, that's awesome. No, that's, that's good tips to have or good knowledge to share. Cause I'm sure somebody listening is wanting to start a business or anything, but that, that applies to just more than graphic design and web design. I think that applies to starting a business in general. So thank you so much, Bria, for being on the podcast, for sharing your wisdom. I'm for real. Put this uh, podcast on your LinkedIn, share it with people. Cause I think this is a, another part of your portfolio that people need to for hear. Sure. Um, you did you did a really awesome job and we appreciate your time and for being here with us. Bria, um, thank you so much. And everyone that is listening, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We hope you learned a lot because I know I learned a lot from Bria and I think she just gave a really great wealth of knowledge for anyone interested in this field. I think you gave um, great information for anyone looking to pivot or in their job search right now. So that was awesome. But um, make sure to follow us, everyone, on our social media accounts. We are Yasin Podcast, Y-A-W-Y. Wait, sorry. Y-A-W-S-Y-N podcast. <laughs> it's Monday. We don't usually record on Mondays. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I know the brain is working slow today, yeah, y'all. <laughs> like, we, we're here, though. We're here. So y'all send podcasts. <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. If you want to send us an email, if you really enjoyed hearing from Bria and our other um, interviewees, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on like what you want to hear in future episodes. We have more coming in the works from some other great guests. But if you have something you want, to, somebody you want to hear from, we'll do our research and try to find someone in a certain field. But we want to engage with you all. Our listeners want to hear, you know, what you want us to share with you all. So thank you all for listening. If you want to donate or bless us monetarily, our Venmo is in the description or in the show notes. But we appreciate the shares. We appreciate the likes, the listens, anything that you do to engage with us. Yeah, this podcast or our social media platforms, we really appreciate it. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.